right, welcome to the next second episode of the um, Courtside Conference Podcast. I'm your host, Sam. Um, Derek couldn't be with us today. Special guest, though, my boy Jordan checking in. What's, girl, so, Jordan? what's up? What's up, it's your boy Jordan, Jordan aka JWAP6 on Twitter. <laughs> Official host of the um, Popular Demand Podcast. That's right. That's right. My favorite podcast. And what is it, every Monday or Tuesday? We air every single Monday. Uh, on a two-week two hiatus, but on YouTube and pretty much almost any stri- streaming platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. But as of right now, we're on hiatus. But check out our old episodes. We talk about basketball, music, and movies. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're into that kind of stuff. Hopefully, you, you got to be into that kind of stuff because we talk about basketball here. First, how to be giving y'all updates on sports, music, anything other pop culture. So, y'all go check them boys out. Anyway, John, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing about as well as you can in the middle of a pandemic slash revolution. That's you hanging in there. You still taking um the class is still going on right now? Uh no, not right now. I'm doing mostly research here at the school. We we finally gotten out of classes. Classes won't start back until August. So yeah. right now, even though you know I'm going to do research in the morning, then I'm coming back home and just Chilling. It's like the first real breeze I've had in over a year. You know, mid school, no joke. Fast out there. You grinding it out, though. That's what's up. Yeah. Shit. How many more years you got left? Mm, I got three more years at the school I'm at now. And then uh just depends on what route I would take. I don't know exactly what kind of, you know, healthcare professional I want to be, but depending on what I want to be, it could be up to seven more years in total. So it's a lot of school, but I don't mind school at all, man. Like it don't bother me. It's easy oh, to go to school, or go to work, and I'm 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 kind of lazy, so <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind missing out on work at all. all right. I hear that. You know, what field you weren't going to yet. Mm, still decide. Still decide. Sure, you got time. They say you got what four, five more years. So sure. Yeah, exactly. So I ain't in no rush to pick. I ain't in the bag be oh. there when you're ready for. You're right. That's 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 the, that's the most important thing because a lot of that's people, a lot of people, um, like, oh wow, you're gonna be in school this long, you know, X amount of years. But I'm like, okay, I know that, but one thing I want at the end of the day is gonna still be there, so I'm not just to get there. I'm just, I just know I'm going to get there. So, as long as you're hanging in the need more black men in that field anyway. So, salute to you, yes, sir. Oh, uh, for sure. But let's just start. I'll see you a Clippers fan, right? That's right, man. It's been a Clippers fan for man. It's been over a decade now. I became a Clippers fan when Chris Paul first came to the Clippers. Uh, give you a little um, backstory on how I became a Clippers fan. Uh, I grew up being a fan of big man. So, like yeah. my favorite players growing up, it was actually KG when he was with Minnesota, uh, Dwight when he was with the Magic. I rooted for KG some when he went to the Celtics. And I think that's where my disdain for the Lakers began, honestly. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of my friends are Lakers fans and shit. I'm like, nah, man, nah, I got rock with KG. Everybody had Lakers fan friends growing up. Like, of course. It's, it's even worse than, like, Mississippi. Because yeah. Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi's favorite anything is always what's the most popular thing. We don't really have any, no real identity of our own a lot of times. So, like, everybody, like, the most popular team in Mississippi is, like, the Cowboys, the Lakers, yeah. like, Patriots, like, stuff like that. Teams who win all the time. That's, that's generally who Mississippi roots for. 
Um, no. We also tend to lean towards, uh, you know, Louisiana teams and Atlanta teams. And mm -hmm. so I was a big fan of Chris Paul. He was like my favorite. Right. So he was like the only guard. Yeah, he was like the only guard I really, 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 really fucked with. Yeah, he right and, there um, in um, Louisiana too, New Orleans. Exactly. And so I was a big fan of Chris Paul for years. And, like, you know, when Blake Griffin came onto the scene, came, um, then became a Clipper, you know, it's a lot of speculation that he was like, he was next up. Like, he was going to be the next great big man. So Blake I was like, okay. Yeah. And I like, I used to watch his highlights and everything. I said, oh, this guy's a lot of fun to watch. So when Chris Paul got shipped to the Clippers, I said, oh, this is, you know, perfect. Like, that's made it happen for you. Yeah. Exactly, my favorite players now playing with one of the most prolific, you know, young big men in the league. And that's really when I started really getting into watching, like, NBA every single day. So I actually started following. So I began, I was a guy who followed players, and I became someone who followed a team once yeah. Chris and um, Blake United. So that's how my fandom started. Nice. Chris Parker, that, what, 20, uh, 2012 season, right? 2011, 20. 2011, 2012. Yeah, that was a long lockout, yeah. So, yeah, so it's been about eight years since I became a Clipper fan, eight to nine years. That was a good year to get into. That was a fun season right there. Yeah, because the season before that, they were terrible. When it was Blake, it got hurt. Blake Blake just dunking on everybody. Yeah, but, you know, that was fun, but, no, they weren't good. But but uh, the year I joined in, you know, you had Matt Barnes, Jamal, uh, had the bench mob and all this. Yeah, it was, had, um, it was a lot of fun. Bless, to saying, had Bless saw that first year. Had um, exactly. had Swag UP second half of that season. That's right. Oh man, it was <laughs> it was, was it was it was fun to be a, it was fun to be a Clippers fan because that time the Clippers were better than the Lakers. Yeah. And I got to talk hella. I got to talk hella shit to people <laughs> when I was in school. Like, yeah, y'all saw the game last night. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I was watching them and everything of that nature. And so that's another reason why it was fun to be a Clippers fan because I got to you know actively shit on Lakers fans who didn't think the Clippers were good, but the Clippers consistently beat them. So yeah, that's like, when the Lakers first started to like slow down too. Exactly. You see Kobe getting a little older. Powell, he was slowing down. The Dwight fell yeah. Got dunked, you know, they was getting dunked on by DeAndre and Blake. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, they was putting power on posters for a little while. Though. Twice. Twice in the game. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was no joke. It was no uh, joke whatsoever. But, yeah, I, I pretty much remained a Clippers fan despite all the ups and downs. It was fun then. It became, <laughs> you know, as the years went by, it became harder and harder to be a Clippers fan. I started learning why people – Made fun of the Clippers a lot. Uh, <laughs> what was your reaction when they even, blew the um, 3-1 lead that year? Sam, I'm going to tell you, man. <laughs> I love basketball. At that point, I was, in the, I was in the thick of it. I wasn't watching every game that came on, but at that point, wait, let's see. That was when I was in, uh, I was in college, actually. So, yeah, I watched every game that season. Because yeah. uh, that's, that's when I discovered NBA streams. So I was watching every single Clippers game that season. That was like, the, I think it might be like the first time I ever done that. And I was, if this, I'm knee deep in the Clippers. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> like I'm emotionally tied to this team. I didn't, uh, realize tied, I didn't realize how emotionally tied I was to that team until blew that 3-1 lead. You Talk never realized to a blow up on you. I, 
I, I told myself I'm not watching basketball the rest of the year. I said I'm not watching the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not watching the Finals. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't even want to see a nigga dribble the basketball, man. I was so mad. I went to. I was. It was during the summer too, so my school's out. But I had to go to like basketball practice and stuff like that. And like nigga tried to talk to me about basketball. I wouldn't let him do it. I said, no. <laughs> talk about. I said no. Let's talk about the NFL draft. Something I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk, talk about, about anything. Oh, that first heartbreak, the worst. No, especially when I you know that was that was supposed to be y'all year too. That was the that best. That wasn't even my first heartbreak because, you know, it was like the ten, when we went up 3-2 on the uh, Thunder and, and lost them, that hurt. That hurt a yeah, lot. Uh, shit, before that, actually, yeah, that's, that was probably like the first big – that was probably the second biggest heartbreak. Like, it was – losing to the Thunder was disheartening, but I knew they were better than us. No, I that's really that's felt ten. like we were better than the Rockets. Y'all, y'all were better than Rockets. I said, I really feel, yeah, we were. Like, I feel like we were like the best. I feel like we were. The, I feel like we were the second best team in the West that year. From watching us play every single game, I really believe that. Like, when people when we went up against the Spurs, the round before the Rockets, my best friend, like he said, who you th- who you taking? I said the Clippers. He said you just being a homer. I said no. Like, I've watched the Clippers match up with the Spurs this year. I've watched. I like. I know. Like they like they never had an answer for Chris Paul or Blake. They didn't have an answer for those two during the season. So, I feel like we was going to win. So, even though, like, all the – literally every analyst except Jalen Rose and ESPN <laughs> picked the Spurs, I was confident that the Clippers would win. So, that's why I think that made the, the Rockets loss so disheartening because I really felt like we were better than both those teams. At home, Chris Paul and I see another – uh, Western Conference Finals, the Clippers not seeing another Western Conference Finals. I was, oh man, I hate, I hated basketball. I ended up watching. I actually did. I actually did stop watching basketball. I picked it back up closer to the like the maybe the fourth game of the Western Conference Finals. I started watching again. But I was really sick, man. It was, it was, it was. It'd be like the you always you get that heartbreak. You always be like, I ain't never gonna get this upset over game again. Then first game that season, you're right back where you started. Up. Happened to the I, best of us. I actually don't think I've gotten that mad since. <laughs> what, what, what was your first real big heartbreak basketball-wise? Um, the finals in 2010. I just became a fan probably like a month – like a hardcore fan like a month before. Mm-hmm. So I'm That's thinking so like my first year like really being invested. We don't get the um, – we don't get the ring. And we okay. was off like most of that game too, come fourth quarter. No, Kobe can't buy a bucket all game, but you know, you know, how he do come crunch time though. And Powell had like yeah. almost twenty rebounds that game. Oh man! And then Incredible I thought we had it. What was it? I mean, the first I wanted to play that did it, it was the um, then Kobe hit a three. It was like a minute or two left. He hit a three. Rondo hit a three to make it back up. Then Kobe got doubled and hit the um hit the round for that three. I almost cried that day. <laughs> I was almost in tears. <laughs> They were sitting there, so I was like pacing back and forth. I was like, I ain't never gonna watch this stupid team no more. <laughs> Starting that are. season, layers crossed, sitting on the bed watching it again. A decade later, here we are. <laughs> no regrets. You, no no regrets. regrets. Being a Clippers fan. That's what was up, man. I don't regret being a Clippers fan, man. I've been here so long. I really don't. Uh, when they blew up the team when Chris Paul got ready to leave, I knew it was time. I wasn't upset yeah. at all. I was actually more hurt when we traded Blake. Yeah. 
I was, I was I, it came out of nowhere. I didn't expect Blake to leave because we just gave him that big contract. And I was just a, some kind of, um, I was like, people, like my friends are like calling me and saying, Jordan, so you're a Rockets fan now? Jordan, <laughs> you're a Detroit Pistons fan now? Like I had Laker, I had my Laker friends who I argue with all the time. Like, hey man, we're only gonna ask you just one time. You come join the Laker fan. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. And it was unique because I had always been a fan of like players up until that point. Like I was a big, I'm still like a big players guy. Like I love a lot of guys in the league. Like I love your boys, Jason and uh, Jalen. I love those guys. I love yeah. watching them play. Uh, I love Embiid and Simmons, despite, you know, Twitter's aversion to both of them. But, I like the Embiid Simmons for the most part. They're cool. They, they, they cool. they cool. they cool. The Joe's got to fly, though. But <laughs> despite me being a fan of players, like, I had been rooting for that team for so long. I had been, like, entrenched in, like, the fandom so mm-hmm. long. It just didn't feel right rooting for the Rockets. I still root for the Rockets. I still watch Chris Paul ball. I even watch um some Detroit Piston games. Oh uh, no, you, Blake. But, I definitely uh, wouldn't watch no Piston game. Blake, Blake was all back once he went to Detroit. I ain't seen that man playing like two years. Man, it's it's it's, it's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> I did not bother to watch DeAndre or Jamal Crawford. I was sick of them oh, niggas when they left. I, I, was, <laughs> I was so sick of them by the time they left. I didn't bother to watch them, but I I just felt. So in tune with the Clippers, I just feel like I couldn't stop rooting for them. So I stayed a fan, and it paid off, honestly, as you as you we know, see now. But we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into the current Clippers a little later on. But I feel you know. But on to the current events, though. So every week we get a new, well, almost every day this one, we get a new update about Orlando, and the ideas get worse and worse and worse. And among this week's stupid ideas, they have the snitch hotline. Line bling, man. Well, players and anybody else can call in and say they uh, saw players doing this and that and whatnot. So, so you're only supposed to use the hot the hotline if you think people have left, right? I think if they or leave the bubble, yeah, yeah. Like that's the only is that the only circumstance, or do like you call them <laughs> because hey, this nigga's up past curfew, or <laughs> hey, I saw I saw homie sneaking some girls in. I mean, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are you only supposed to call when they leave? I wonder. But even regardless, though, it's it's I think ridiculous. They, I think they say if, if it's if it's they leave without permission, mm-hmm. or if they bring somebody else in without permission, because ain't no way they can really regulate how they interact with each other or what time. I don't think they can do that. that that's like but, policing them a little bit too much. I know Lou Will made like a statement. It was like I think he said something on Twitter. He's like, so let me get this straight. We got to be six feet away from. We got to be six feet apart in the hotels, <laughs> but we're gonna be standing right next to each other on the court. How does that exactly. make sense? That doesn't make sense. If they're all in the bubble together, and especially so since you got what? Have some rules. Mm-hmm. Listen, they got what, five, six teams staying at a hotel together? Too? Yeah. So yeah, you can't nice. really distance that way if they're, you can't, we don't do like put barriers around each floor so they can't talk or, I don't know. No, no. It's That's just, stupid. It's, it's, it's strange, but like, it's, it's kind of like that now. Like, I, when I go out in public now, like, people be staying like six feet away from each other. And then, like, I was at a meet. I was actually at a meeting the other day, and it was like we were all standing six feet. We was all sitting six feet away from each other. And then at the end of the meeting, we all conjugated and started talking to each other. And I realized to myself, like, wait, we ain't st- we're not six feet apart from each other anymore. Like, I feel like it's like that, or they'll have things in place to keep them separated, but they're gonna also yeah. end up being like right next to each other. Because I mean, you kind you kind of forget sometimes. A lot yeah, of times. Yeah, 
like a lot of stores you go to now and got like little lines or squares on the floor that indicate six feet on uh, six feet apart from you and the next group of people yeah. or whatever. But at some point you end up standing right next to somebody. Show, yeah, especially show. when you like waiting in line too. So it it, it happens. But the the snitch line, I guess that's what they're calling it. Like a lot of players are laughing, saying "ha ha ha," or oh, "we snitching, snitching," "ha ha ha." I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna ask you this: Who are some players you feel like would actually abuse that? Well, actually abuse that. <laughs> uh, let's see. The obvious answer: Everybody's saying Chris Paul gonna be the main one telling on people. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. I can see him. I just see Brian. I just see Brian hitting the phone call here and there, depending on who was on. Facts. If it's somebody major, I could definitely see him like saying, Oh, this is my chance to get him out of here. And so my snitch on my snitch on Harden one time or so. God. This is something I thought about too, like in the bubble, is that these guys are not gonna be around women, are not supposed to be for months. So a guy like Harden, who I feel like like goes out and parties in between games and things of that nature, like how does someone like him like just stay in the bubble for three whole months without three and just interact months. with just other players? I, I can't imagine, man. I can't I, I, other I don't players. See how that works. It was out there. They said that um, there's up to what seventeen guest spots for family members after the first round. But the players yeah. have to pay for the hotel rooms themselves out of pocket. Really? Yeah, you ain't see that one. No, I didn't. I saw. I saw that they can have a certain number of people come in, and it's only after the first round. So when they're first there, they can't see anybody. I thought that was kind of whack, but I mean, I understand because yeah. it's a bubble. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the players had to pay. Yeah, they got to pay for their rooms and stuff. They want to bring like their families and stuff. Man. So that's a bit silly too. That's ridiculous, in all honesty. Like, and then what? Then what's the other one? The um, the ring, the temperature yeah, I ring. Saw uh, the, <laughs> I saw the ring. I don't know if it was real. I I just kind of glossed over it. I didn't see like an official tweeted. I saw like the NBA Central page on Twitter tweeted, and I said, you know what? This seems a little too ridiculous to be true. Oh, Kyle Kuzma nah, gave us some energy, but that's Kyle yeah, Kuzma. Um, so. What Kuzma say? Um, they don't be tracking them or some stupid like that. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I mean, it's a whole ring. Like, I can see they would be able to, but I don't think they actually will, you know. But going back to the hotline, I can see if I had to pick somebody on my team, I feel like we'd definitely do that. Patrick Beverly. Pat definitely going to do it. An edge. I feel like he could do, I feel like we'll get a bunch of silly stories about him just doing aggravating shit. In the in the it's first seat the hotel, yes. The teams in the first seat of the hotel are gonna wish they were in the second seat of the hotel. Put it like exactly. that, I, just because of him. <laughs> but the more I hear about these things that was coming out about how they're doing the bubble, I they should just cancel the season. They no, should honestly. definitely just they cancel. Just, it. They, I really feel like that. This whole Kyrie. thing is a little <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Poor Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie just can't touch a rate this week. But now they definitely should have canceled though, because I said so. Bubble, and it seems kind of weird, is trapping grown men in the bubble for like, what, three months? Can't go out or see anybody? How are they going to get their supplies or just like necessities that they need? Either. For the ones who might have to bring their kids, if they got really like young kids in there with them. 
But see, then she just won't be able to bring your young kids. So that yeah, like, um, like Gordon Hayward, I think his wife is still pregnant right now. And that's why, wait, again? Yeah, they are uh, having a boy finally. Ah, so this, this, what, is, this, is this his fourth kid or fifth? I want to say it's either three or four. Oh, okay. I, think it's I want four. to say it's three. Yes, yeah, four. He, he just had one, I think. Yeah, because I remember he, I remember that video when he got like real upset about um, <laughs> the gender reveal. There was like two little girls there already. So, yeah, this is definitely. Yeah, so the ass. Um, yeah, this number four. Yeah. He's finally having um, a little boy. His wife, she's probably like five, some months at this point, if that. I'm mad I know little stuff like that about the Celtics. I realized, <laughs> I don't know if it's because. It's from the years of like being like a KG fan, turn like the room for the Celtics, or because Lakers, I mean, because Clippers and Celtics both have a common enemy, so we end up talking shit about Sad. the Lakers. So I end up following <laughs> you guys a lot, but I just I just follow a lot of Celtics fans, so I end up knowing a lot of random facts about y'all players too. I don't, I don't know, like, I, that. like knowing that knowing that Gordon Hayward has four kids and knowing he has three girls, <laughs> I don't feel like I, know, I don't feel like I That's know enough. random stuff like that. I don't know random stuff like that about any other player on other teams. Other <laughs> hey, man, I feel you. That's why I always keep on my little Bleacher Report or whatever, sports app, I use always keep tabs on, like, four or five other teams besides the season. I think y'all won the teams for real, for real. It's like, y'all... I think the, I think I got the Thunder just because um, that's what Shea got traded to. I forgot you're a Kentucky fan. Yeah, that's I forgot you trust on the young guys. Got tabs on the um the Hornets, but it's just them like losing all the time. It's nothing interesting coming out of that one. <laughs> That's actually my eventually, yeah. my eventually just, just get irritated on um, with that one. The Timberwolves, after I got a new phone, I ain't even bother putting that back on the tabs. They just keep losing. Okay, 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 okay. So like when I said I was rooting for like Chris Paul and Blake, were you rooting for uh Terry Rozier this year on the Hornets? You know, uh, not not really. I was trying okay. to wait for him to start. Honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Nah. Okay. Okay. But Terry, kill, Terry, Terry killed me last season, so I don't have much support me. But I see him have a big game, so I still lose him. But just keeping tabs on like game again, I don't have time for anymore. I told a lot of people he couldn't be a starting point guard, so I was rooting against him. In all honesty. Same here. I'm glad he got paid though. Salute Terry. So. Funny guy. When I see his like hilariously bad games, I can't help but laugh every so often. <sighs> Shouts out to um, PJ and uh, the homie Devontae. Them boys balling. Them boys I, too. I'm still wondering how like good Devontae is because like his shooting splits are kind of actually bad. Like he's they're bad. He just yeah. he just a good um, three point shoot. That's what, pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it boils down to. So like I know people are eventually gonna be saying like. Oh, like he should be like a starting point guard for like a really good team, and I'm like, yeah, that remains to be seen. But he got time though; he didn't came up, so good for him. Yeah, most you know, most potentially most improved player of the year. Yeah, he my he my top five, top three for that. And I was I kind of tapered off towards the end. I kind of forgot about him until you kind of brought him up just now. Same for hanging a host. But speaking about why we on Orlando, let's close it out. The media been attacking Kyrie this week. How you feel about that? What about Kendrick Perkins getting sense. on Twitter and on ESPN slandering them, saying he making phone calls, him and KD plotting against LeBron, all kinds of other nonsense. One more can I say? The machine is trying Jeez. to silence and vilify <laughs> the black man. We saying we we this is what they do. 
they do to us. And uh, I think it's I think it's wild. It's pretty wild. It's it's wild. Uh, Kyrie's doing. He's only doing his job. Like if there's yeah. players in the association who have an issue with what's going on, they have. A, if there's especially since it's not a minority, it's been like said up to two hundred players have issues. Not that they don't want to, they just have concerns. If there's two hundred players yeah. in a league that has four hundred and fifty players and they have concerns about the bubble, that's not. Then, that's not a good look. It's not a good look, and it would also not be a good look on the NBA if nobody you. And all honesty, if Kyrie didn't say anything, was anybody else going to say anything? And that's not good. That's not because good at all. then you have two hundred players who no, then you got two hundred disgruntled players who feel like their voices weren't heard, and that's the whole point of the um the union. No. And so I no. think I commend Kyrie for stepping up. And taking a stance on this, I like I said, I'm a, I'm one of those people who objectively believe that the league should have canceled the season. Me too. I did. I as a basketball fan, I don't. I hate not to have basketball, not to have a champion this season. But objectively speaking, with the players' concerns, with the social climate, as well as the pandemic, which Florida hit a record high, a new record high in coronavirus cases in one sing, in a single day for any place I think in the world. They hit like three thousand yeah. one fifty seven cases today. With an ever rising threat of that virus in that state, like I just think this this should have been canceled. And I think Kyrie handled it appropriately in the best way he's supposed to. And I think that the media are grossly painting him as a villain so that the masses, us fans, are targeting him rather than no. being mad at the actual league for this situation. Because the league botched this. They're botching it every day. Like, every time we get new information, we're like, how ridiculous looking, this all is. It's looking real bad. But as they slide each detail in, the conversation of the day still ends up being Kyrie. And that's that's what mm-hmm. the league wanted. And that's why I can't I can't stand it. Also, Kendrick Perkins, man. Go play in Perkins traffic. is the I, worst. That's, he's... I compared him to Jason Whitlock the other, to yesterday on Twitter. Like everybody celebrated Jason Whitlock being gone from you know our from the mainstream media, but he's just as bad. Like the whole the comment about if you put his brain in a bird, it would fly backwards. Mm-hmm. Like attacking players' character, attacking intelligence, attacking players. Talking about anything other than a player's game, I feel like that's. That's where you gotta draw the line, especially from ex players like that. I mean, just talking about for analysts, like you're supposed to analyze the game, you're supposed to analyze, you're supposed to analyze the league. Like to insult a player in that manner, I, I don't, I never, it never sits well with me. I'm putting like that. Especially you know, because if they get in front of the players, they never say none of that stuff too. So, and then when players get them like animosity and attitudes back in the interviews, they don't want to do um. They don't want to talk to them one-on-one and give them anything. Then it's an attitude after that. They don't give access to the locker room. They skip out on all these team events where they know certain reporters might be uh Then they try to paint them as another bad guy going on for doing stuff like that without acknowledging the slams you done did on them the previous weeks, months, or years. So. And that's why um, – that's why I say, especially from former players, because especially from guys who've been in the league, like Perk, who was in the league at least 10, 12 years or so, for him to 
probably deal with that stuff for himself and see his teammates deal with that and then go chastise and drag another player through the mud, it's like, that's just foul. I know it's a running joke on Twitter that he is getting a check from Clutch, but <laughs> his behavior, like, I hope he's doing it for a check. Like, I, can't, I just hope he isn't doing this for fun. I hope he isn't doing it because he honestly believes the shit he's saying. I hope Same. he's tap dancing for the stuff he's saying because otherwise, it's, it's – Otherwise, man, he's 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 horrible. I mean, he's horrible. Period. Horrible. But this is that's yeah. god awful, man. I'm thinking it's just like a whole. ES- I think ESPN they the only real platform that's really carrying it that way for the most part. That's what I've seen. I haven't followed it closely enough to say if yeah. that's true or not. Yeah, I don't pay much attention to any guys at Fox. So. Know that. Uh, I do find it interesting that like the whole group chat thing came out and then like multiple places said that never happened. And so yeah. it's so that was it's so weird. So I wonder, like, did a, I wonder the next player lie, or did somebody just actually make that narrative up? Like somebody, like a like a media outlet, actually make that narrative up? Because yeah, they because so was... I said they said that Kyrie left the group chat, but I'm like, why mm-hmm. would Kyrie leave the group chat if he knows that that conversation never happened? Like, yeah. So somebody, somebody really did leak it or lie on them, and then it'd be unstable if he left just to. Maybe just some distance from everything going on, I guess. Which was, I took it when they said he left. I think the first reporter who broke that it was a lie was who Taylor Rutt. So, I think so. Yeah. So I somebody, think, or, or at least she's like, this don't sound right. I don't know if she flat yeah. said it. it wasn't right, but I think she's like said, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. So it's it's messy. You got KD calling Parker sellout. Wilson Chandler told him on – we told him yesterday if they got anything to say to his face. So it's good to see guys stand up for him, though. Then Dwight Howard said he stands by him when he put out his own thing yesterday. It's, it's, uh, it's a mess, man. And like I said, That's, this is all the NBA's – this is what they wanted. They wanted this come. they wanted the adversity. They wanted the arguing. They wanted all the attention to be on the players as terms of this decision. Like they already said, hey, we start league starting. Like it's they gonna started, happen. Bro. Here's the schedule. Yeah. yeah, this is how we doing it and all this stuff. And so, like it's now just players bickering. Now it's just players, former players bickering amongst each other. Like Matt Barnes joined in on it and saying that Kyrie yeah. is only doing this for his own personal gain. Like at this point, it's now just players arguing. But the league's gonna get what they want at the end of the day. So it's yeah, because. Every day when you have the players arguing and doing whatever they're doing, while they're doing that, a story or a new update always seems to sneak out around that time. And like I said, in, in the update that we get about the NBA, it's awful. It's, it's like – Every single one. I think they was doing the right thing at first. They had a good thing going, but the past, like, two weeks, so they should have been slowly downhill. Yeah. After we actually start getting the fine details of how they're going about things. It's all messy. It's all messy. So hopefully it's the last time talking about Kyrie because we covered it on the last pod too and things back. So hopefully next week there's no more Kyrie stuff because you're a little, I'm you're a little sorry, nasty at this one. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it probably is not. It's probably <laughs> not. It's, not. it's probably not. And now we got a little rat beef on. No name just responded to Cole right before we started the pod. Yeah, I was listening to that before I got on. How was that? I, I didn't get a chance to um, – I kept clicking on the link to it, but my Apple Music wasn't loaded up for some reason. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. She addressed issues that's going on in the world. 
and she took the victim stance with Cole saying that, you know, I don't get why Cole to me in this climate with blood still wet on the streets. You come from me. Like, it was, she was kind of like that. But, then, yeah. but like majority of the songs, she's actually talking about things like she's highlighting the, um, the death of Tory as well as mm-hmm. like the death of other people. And so at the end of the day, if people first play that song, they will be exposed to issues going on. So I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, so at least she's staying consistent while kind of defending herself a little bit. So I read the I read the lyrics she put. I just didn't get a chance to actually hear the um, hear the um audio. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Badly produced. Mm, excuse me. They said it's only what like a minute and some change. Yeah, like a minute and nine seconds. That's it. Oh, so it's, so it's short, sweet, to the point. That's what's up. Ain't nothing wrong. That's hopefully hopefully that's the end of that. I hope so. I I, I like this is like. I hate when people say, "Why didn't if why didn't rapper A call rapper B?" I'm like, it's rap, nigga. They supposed to rap. Like, let them rap. Yeah. This is one of the cases where I feel like they should have called each other. This should never happen. Not, not today. Not over this topic. Like, yeah. they should have just talked I, to each other on the phone. I seen Cole repost the um, link to her song, so this probably didn't. He he probably not gonna say nothing. Though. If no. anything, he would give her a phone call to text DM something at this point. Yes. So we need too much more beefing and arguing over no nonsense. Hopefully, no name is receptive to. Like, hope she don't turn him away because I can see her doing that. But hopefully, she yeah. doesn't. So, let's end it up. Well, let's get back to the Clippers a little bit. So you say okay. you became a fan in 2012 when CP first got there, right? Mm-hmm. So from now, I mean, from then to now, how was seeing all that develop? Like, so you. First, you seen CP get Blake and the guys their first playoff win. Then you saw the little years of, we could say they underachieved, I guess, losing to the Grizzlies, losing to the Thunder, the Blown League, injuries. Getting hurt. Yeah, injuries yeah. that kept them from beating the Blazers, injuries that kept Blazers. them from beating the Jazz. Yeah, then you, like, had last, you had last year, they overachieved. They drafted pretty well. They drafted Shea. We all thought he was going to be the guy going forward. So to talk about the development and how I've, you know, how things turned out for me as a fan is it started out fun, like highlight reels. Nobody expected the Clippers to be good, so there was no expectations. And so it was just so much fun just seeing them, like, demolish teams and um, just be them guys. But then after a certain point, it started to be like, okay, they got Chris Paul, who's supposed to be the best point guard in the league. They got Blake Griffin, who's supposed to be the best power forward in the league. They got DeAndre Jordan. for a season. Yes, he was for a couple of seasons. Uh, then he had DeAndre Jordan, who was emerging as a defensive player of the year. He got a sixth man of the year. He got Rivers. At this point, they should win a title. They should be at least in the Warriors Conference Finals. They should be against the finals. And that's when becoming a Clipper fan was not fun anymore. It yeah. was a lot harder to be a Clipper fan those days because those, those expectations, while I understand them, Watching that team every day, mm-hmm. I understood that we're not gonna be, we're not gonna get there. Like we're just not better than the Thunder. Like we're just not better than yeah. the Spurs. And like in those given years, and even then when we started becoming better than those teams, the Warriors became a uh, a new wall. Warriors that we came couldn't, out of nowhere. Yeah, the new yeah, wall. The last Western Conference team to beat the Warriors too. Yeah, like can't believe it because I think I think like after that season, like we may have beaten them maybe three times <laughs> since then. That's it. Yeah. 
in the regular season, in the regular season, like regular season. They, they, they started beating the hell out of us after that, from that point on. But it was, it was hard. Like I was watching every single game, but I wasn't, I was probably watching the Clippers more than I had my entire life during that time when they were becoming like serious, few to serious contenders, but they kept falling short. And it just wasn't, it just wasn't as much fun because it just felt like Chris Paul, well, Chris Paul always played his heart out. But it felt like Blake yeah. would be going through the motions. It felt like it felt like DeAndre would be going through the motions. It felt like Jamal Crawford would just was just deteriorating <laughs> before my eyes. He was he was becoming worse defensively and just oh, jacking. Borderline unplayable at one point. Uh, then then we had guys who were unplayable who got a lot of minutes. Uh Celtics legend, uh Paul Pierce, who Doc <laughs> ran into the ground. Overplayed oh, him, Doc. It's like every season Doc found somebody overplayed. Then we had Doc who was playing Lance Stevenson at the power forward, and then setting him up for failure. Then we was playing Josh Smith at the five, and he failure. It was it was, it was just frustrating because I was like, I see what the team can be, but the players and even the coaching are getting away, yeah, are getting yeah. in their way of them ever reaching it. And, and since y'all people was, didn't watch the Clippers. Y'all was like one player away for like so long too. At the small forward position. That's, Every that's all we was missing. We just needed somebody who could hit threes and defend. We needed a, yeah. we needed a Robert Covington. That's all we needed. That's all. And, and we never tried to draft somebody like that. No. Never. The entire time. And we Doc don't like to play rookies they for um first year either, so. But Doc was there so long. If he drafted a three and D, he would have been he would have been a rookie anymore at a certain right. point. Like you gotta, like you gotta keep infusing fresh young talent. Still, they drafting like combo guards who didn't pan out, like uh, C.J. Wilcox and shit like that. And you know Reggie Bullock, <laughs> who actually became a nice three and D, but he can't three and D. So like it was it was frustrating but then after we got rid of Chris Blake and DeAndre well first of all when we got rid of Chris that first season with half a season with Blake was actually fun uh no. watching those players galvanize and actually share the ball that was like I that was something I didn't realize we didn't do like I I always admired the Spurs and the Warriors for moving the ball around the court I actually started seeing the Clippers do that after Blake went down like it wasn't we weren't throwing yeah. the ball into the post like guys were just whipping the ball around the court it was like the next man up we had guys like uh, we had G League players coming in hitting big shots like I wasn't accustomed to guys fringe guys doing that I'm so used to just star shining and everybody else sucking mm-hmm. you don't realize how much those little things such as moving off the ball or having shooters or having little role players come in for those so you don't realize how important those things are when you have Star players who are like it's ball dominant, CP and Blake were every year. Like if it's not, um, if it wasn't Chris holding the ball, yeah, all like, sudden, no, it was feeding Blake in the post for the whole thing, or just that every possession. And you don't realize, so you don't, you don't realize you're missing ball movement. You're just so accustomed to that, especially when it's working. So, yeah, but like Gallo, he moved. He's he's a he's a pretty good basketball player, man. Under uh, underrated basketball player in that yeah, aspect. So. Uh, Patrick Beverly actually is too. He's pretty good. He's gotten a lot better at like running the actual point guard position and passing and handling the mm-hmm. ball. Like I remember he had like a stretch this season where he like he was getting like five assists almost every game, and he didn't lodge like a a turnover for like 
maybe like six, seven consecutive games. But he was yeah. like, it, it's like it a was lot fun better at watching. making those key plays offensively. Yeah, like making the reads and stuff. And it was just so much fun watching those guys fight, like being underdogs. Because I'm all, I've always been a fan of the underdog. And one of the reasons why it was fun. One of the reasons why it was fun watching the uh, 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 became a fan. They were the underdogs. And it was so cool to see them getting back into that mentality. It was cool watching a team that cared. Like, that team fought hard every night. Like, I remember watching Clippers games. Um, I remember watching Clippers games in the past when Chris Paul and them were there. And my biggest thing was we won games we were supposed to win, but we always lost games we weren't supposed to. We always lost games to, like, to, like, the Hornets, to the Bobcats, or, you know, whatever they were at that time. <laughs> games we weren't supposed to lose because teams just – they would just come in, sleepwalk, and lose. Or they play against mm. really good teams, sometimes get caught sleepwalking, lose. Yeah. It was so much fun watching that first season without Chris Paul. And, you know, Chris Blake was hurt a good bit of that season, too, and after he got traded. That team fought hard every single night. They had a dog mentality, thanks to Lou, Montrez, and Pat Bev. So that's – that the old Clippers team just didn't have, and it was just so much fun watching them play. It was so many times I thought, yeah, we're not going to win tonight. We beat the Celtics. Yeah, those games killed me too. That game, I remember I was at school watching that game. I was like, we have no business winning it, but here we are. <laughs> I don't know how. Because I think Shaman, I think Shaman hit like nine threes that game or something like that. He's something yeah. crazy. I was I like, know, wow, this guy who, was we, who was dope? Who was – that was the game y'all was at home, right? I can't remember, honestly. I want to say, I want to say, we, I want to say, yeah, we were there. I want to say we was at the Celtics. I know it was one of them games from last season, y'all. Because we just kept, I think y'all kept on into like Zubak in the post or whoever was on down low. For some reason, they just kept doubling. Y'all kicked yeah. out and y'all shooters couldn't miss. Shea was on fire. Bell was stroking. Sham, I was like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> and, it was, and it was fun because like we had a young, promising backcourt now. We had, I saw Shy. I love Shy, man. I, that's my guy. That, that's the dude that just knows how to hoop right there. I saw – when I was, like, looking up draft prospects and, like, who I wanted at that time, thank God I, I, I didn't go out on it. Uh, I had one – I wanted – well, I actually wanted three. I said, okay, we got two picks. Let's go for uh, Shy, MPJ, so you Michael Porter Jr. Or on, and Shy. Let's get them two. If not yeah. them two, let's get Shy – and Kevin Knox, thank God oh, that man. didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we picked, I mean, we picked Jerome Robinson, so again, Kevin Knox wouldn't actually have been that bad. Um, mm-hmm. But I was excited when we got shy and seeing, realizing that he was seeing him progress in one season. Like he went from a guy who was hesitant to shoot threes to he would take them to he was actually taking threes off the dribble. I'm like, this guy is getting better. With he gets better every going, day. And like I heard that, like I heard his worth ethic from like high school through college. Like he wasn't like highly told it, but he was like rapidly getting better through yeah. Kentucky. I watched him that whole year at UK. So I think he came in that season like a four star combo guard or something. And his mm-hmm. draft projection was like maybe top fifteen in um in last year's draft actually. He wasn't supposed to come out as um after a freshman. And he mm-hmm. started the season on the bench of that. Kevin Knox was supposed to be the guy coming in. And then, like, oh. just watching maybe five, six games to the season, I'm like, man, this shake is kind of nice. Then by the time we get the um, second half, because he's a conference player, he's the best player on the team. 
my dad's a Kentucky fan, and I remember and like I remember asking him, so like, what do you think about this Kentucky team? He said, Well, this boy named Kevin Knox is supposed to be the guy, but he ain't that guy. He won't that guy, man. <laughs> I should have known then I shouldn't have wanted Kevin Knox on my team when my dad told me that. But luckily, you know, Doc and them knew better. Well, not Doc, yeah. the people people we replaced Doc with knew better than to get him. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I end up loving the team progress, and then we end up going into the next season. Well, now we don't go into the next season, and that's when we get Kawhi and PG. And this last season and this season, been this one I've had as a Clipper fan in years. Yeah. In years what was that? Um, I know you had fun that playoff series against the um, who was it, the Warriors, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. One, that um big comeback game two. And Patrick Beverly um, annoying KD out the series the first, like, two years. <laughs> it was so much fun because nobody – the thing is about the – like I said, I love underdog story. And the thing about the Clippers was that when Chris Paul left, uh, people saw us as a playoff team. They saw us as a low-seeded playoff team. And then we kind of fell out that picture. And uh, a lot of people – well, actually, we, we were actually competing pretty well at one point. But then a lot of people were saying, like, I think we traded Blake. Oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. And a lot of Laker fans say, oh, we going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it was – y'all, okay. y'all traded Tobias midseason, too. I mean, he was yeah, thinking, so, like a French all-star, like, the year before. Exactly. So we went from uh, – actually, I'm, I'm getting season mixed up. So we went from the season before where we shouldn't have traded Blake Griffin to yeah. we get we – get, we come into the season with Gallo and Tobias and are saying, like, these guys aren't going to make the playoffs to – these guys definitely aren't going to make the playoffs because they traded Tobias to making the playoffs. And then people say, oh, they're not going to win one game. Then we win a game. Two games off. Then we won a game in Oracle. And it was like, that was a fluke. Because we were down, like, 31. <laughs> it was I like – I went to sleep on – I went to sleep on record. that note. I actually went to sleep. And I woke up like I got I could hear like I was getting notification on my phone and it woke me up and said, "Bird, y'all are actually doing this." I'm like, "What?" And I turned my TV and I said, "Oh shit, this game is close." <laughs> and I sat there and uh, I was like, "Wow, this is a." I was like, "I was I was like," but I was saying like people called it a dog called the flu. They said, you know, they said, "Okay, the game they ain't gonna win another game." We turn around and play and I played them like it wasn't like. The like the thun- it wasn't like the the Warriors weren't trying. The Warriors had like I think like KD had like thirty some points. Curry had thirty some points. Mm-hmm. Still won. And right. so uh, and y'all tied the did y'all tied two two or did y'all go down three two? I think we went. I'm pretty sure we because we won one game in Oracle, and then we turned around and won a game in uh in LA. Actually, mm-hmm. no, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, no y'all, we didn't. Y'all, yeah, y'all won both for Oracle, right? Yeah, we, we won two games at Oracle. So we won one game at Oracle. We lost both games in L.A. So it was down 3-1. And then we turned around and won another game. And then last game, the last game, they just dumped the ball to KD all game. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't do nothing that happens. Y'all let that one be. We could do. What's that damn thing we could do? KD but, getting that zone. Y'all let that guy chalk it up. Good game. We tried. Try. You know, you know, I would. I was proud of that team. I was like, I don't know where we're going next, but I love what I've seen from Shy. 
I loved Landry Shamit. I do, man. I still do. I was like, I can see something special with these two. And I like the the group of vets they have around them. I also love mm-hmm. Trez at the time. You know, kind of I'm starting to wane on Trez now. I'm realizing that he can't be a starting center. But mm-hmm. uh, turned off that bench though. Trez a dog. Yes, I hope he kind of recognizes that. And yeah. so now, so then we get to the trade, uh, PG and Kawhi. Uh, oh. I was asleep. I was actually asleep when that happened. Oh, man, like two in the morning. I think we always get ready to go to sleep by that point. But that was also a moment where I was getting like a lot of text messages and notifications, and it woke me up out of my sleep. And yeah, man, I ran a victory lap on the TA. <laughs> you had to. I couldn't talk about Kawhi. I couldn't make a tweet about what I thought about Kawhi without Laker fans <laughs> in my mission and laughing at me saying, you think Kawhi Leonard is going to play with Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell? <laughs> you think that's what he want? Well, he could play with AD and LeBron James? And I'm like, hey, man, look, we're the smoke this fire. People have been saying he's going to come here all year. We'll see. And, like, I just had – it was just – it became like this deafening chamber of like voices that are saying that I was dumb for even thinking about it. So I stopped tweeting about it. Like I Amen. completely stopped tweeting about it. I, my friends would ask me about it. I'm like, I don't know, even though I kind of feel like he was going to come to us. I stopped talking about it completely because it <laughs> made me feel like I was an idiot for even thinking about the idea <laughs> that he would want to come to play with us. And so when we got that notification, I had bookmarked a lot of tweets. You had to. Go. I said, I got, I got time today. It was summertime too. <laughs> Facts. I just sat there the whole day. I picked a tweet. I dropped the video, tweeted it out. I said, yeah, Lego fans, y'all got to get y'all wrong. Because niggas talking very, they don't take them. They were being mad disrespectful. And like, and like insulting oh, my basketball dude. IQ for thinking that, um, for thinking that Shy was special, thinking that, because I had a guy tell me that like, oh, uh, Nonso Ball is a way better draft. He's a way better NBA prospect than uh, Shy. And I was like, mm, I, hmm. We gonna see. <laughs> we gonna see. Like, Shaz, Shaz looking like a potential um future all star. You know, Lonzo finally get his feet under him. Yeah, but like people was like disregarding how good he could be. They didn't see that in him. I'm glad he's showing that now. And so, uh, getting PG Kawhi, a lot of fun. Moving on mm-hmm. to the season, it's been like I said, it's been a blast watching them. Uh, it's also been frustrating, like getting yeah. used because knowing they have title aspirations. Sometimes they get in that same little lazy groove that Lob City did, where they don't really try. They don't really be. It don't be Kawhi not trying to do. Sometimes it do be Kawhi not trying. Uh, but they, the team just gets lazy and don't compete as hard as they did like the two seasons before. And it's like, okay, Trez and um, Lou, y'all used to work. They used to play hard. Keep playing hard. Like sometimes it's yeah. like Patrick really playing hard. But and I also hated like you know P, PG will be out because he's hurt. Quite be out because he on um, low management, which I knew low was necessary. Management. I knew it was necessary, but it was still frustrating though because the people talking badly about him. But ultimately, I've enjoyed the season, and it's been a wild ride from 2011 when I joined with Chris Paul and Blake to now being legit for like the first time ever. Even when people come us contenders in the past, for the first time ever, yeah, I actually feel like. Yeah, I feel like we can win an actual NBA title. This is the first time I can ever say that. Especially knowing you got a guy like Kawhi, who we just seen him come off a historic run where he dragged the Raptors to the final. Exactly. Like, you got to have faith in a guy like that. And I believe 
is a good number two guy. I feel like his problem with the Thunder was the Thunder needed him to be number one. Like, because yeah. Westbrook isn't efficient enough to be the number one guy. Mm-hmm. They needed a PG to be number one, and he just do that because of you know shoulder injuries and other stuff. PG finally made the leap last year, though. I think I was one of people. I think I was one of the people who saying he was um, getting a little stagnant the incoming years um, before that. But last year, he really finally took it up one. But it sucked because he um, he hurt his um, shoulders right before the playoffs, so that kind of ruined his rhythm a little bit late in the season. And then you got his shoulder issue yeah, combined with Russ taking them, trying to make the games personal with him and Dane too much. And... I didn't think uh, PG should have been MVP that year. Who was I advocating for? I think I advocated for who actually won. Um, uh, Giannis. Yeah, I was advocating for Giannis. I was like, how 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 is PG MVP when he got a former MVP on his team and then like the six seed – Two games away from being the eighth seed. Like, I couldn't rock with that. But his play, his individual play was phenomenal, though. Like, phenomenal. Like, top MVP 10, level. Four defensive of top player five. Of the year. I would love he to see him top five that, season. Um, I would love to see him get that um, defensive player of the year award. You know, I thought Giannis there. But I would have, I hit with PG. Anybody but go, bro. I didn't think he deserved that one last year. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do this year either. Nah, he yo, that. Giannis got to get it this year. I don't care what nobody say. Either him or AD. I think it's for the key. MVP and defensive player of the year. You love to see it, man. You he deserves both folks. Let's hope he backed that up with a playoff run. Uh, but you think y'all the favorites to come out there, right? Uh, that's what people saying after watching this season. To be honest with you. Uh, to the finals, if it's us in the book, but we're just too small. Yeah, teams. I've like watching teams that are bigger than like the Sixers, like how Embiid and Simmons just straight up embarrassed us. Um, in both instances where we played them, well, actually, they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't too much embarrassed us the second time. There was more Shake Milton embarrassing us, but the first <laughs> time, how Embiid, nobody could just guard Embiid, he was just throwing. Zubak around throwing it. and then after Zubak got in foul trouble, literally all we do is stick my treads on him. And the Bucks embarrassed us early on this season because we just could not handle it. The fact that everyone on the team is damn near seven foot tall, the entire front lineup <laughs> except for Bledsoe. Uh right. like we can't handle too much size. Ironically, you know, I'm not too worried about the Lakers size. They don't seem to outsize us when we play them, except when yeah. we throw Lou and Treads out there, but I don't have us as favorites. I have the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. But you got y'all t- uh, coming out over the Lakers, all if the, right? If the Bucks, if they can, it. Yeah, yeah. I believe in us coming out of the Lakers. Just, I'm not as I believe it a lot before that last game we had where we lost. But I'm still, I'm still saying, I'm still picking us over them as right now. Yeah. But I think y'all just got. I think I just got more than the Lakers right now. Like, I don't think the Lakers have a role player or a third guy outside of Brian and AD who can go win you a game or win you a quarter by themselves. Maybe Kuzma might get hot for, like, maybe five minutes, but I don't think he's going to hold it for a whole player. Then, though. We said, you know, Danny Green does that kind of shit, too. But, yeah. Um, even though they beat us the last time, like, I think Avery Bradley missed one shot. Like, he took, like, a bunch of shots. Yeah, like and Avery, like, he's not going to be that guy to go win you. You can't look at Avery and be like, Brian, that my guy, go get us a – go hold us in for the next five minutes or so. 
But to the Lakers' credit, I've been saying their third best player is their defense. And uh, yeah, they do. Sometimes it doesn't stuff. matter. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it doesn't really matter if a third if they're prevented from scoring on the other end yeah. and just letting Bron AD you know beat you over the head until they got the lead again. That's what they do a lot of times. Like a lot of times they ain't hitting threes or nothing. It's just they just locking you up for multiple possessions until Bron AD can make the game close again, and then they take off. Yeah, and that's what you're all doing. Y'all two. Already be top five guys on the team, so yeah, was, yeah. Well, Argu- arguably two top five, uh, arguably two top five yeah. guys on the same team. Yeah, Laura, yeah, Laura, Rocky, a lot of talent right now, so it's kind of hard to say. It's like maybe three, four guys who can claim them, what three through five spots. Yeah, and I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. I just, mm, I, I'm going to record saying about AD. I've, I've said it plenty on Twitter, but like I don't think. I think it's unfair to give him that top five because the reasons why you wouldn't put the other guys in the top five, well, AD has some same issues yeah. in terms of, like, you know, play team success. Like, mm-hmm. people hold team success over hardened heads and stuff like that. So, but you got to hold it over AD. You got to hold – you want to beat Giannis over the here because he ain't show – well, so he ain't beat the Raptors last year. You got to hold – got to hold it over AD, too. Only you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to hold it over Russ for not growing without KD, so then, you know. It's like that. Uh, so, who outside the Lakers, you think anybody's a threat to y'all in the way? You worried about the Rockets? I was worried about the Rockets until they traded Capella. Yeah. I was terrible. Because Capella gave – that's like, that's an underrated part of those games that nobody talked about. Capella was giving Kawhi and PG a hard time when they drove to the rim. Like, he was meeting them almost every time, contesting almost every shot. He made Kawhi's life hell in that first loss against them. And mm-hmm. uh, the second, t- next time we played against them, even though they won, I think they won the last time we played them. I can't remember. Isaac Capella was gone. Kawhi was getting to the rim with ease. Like, he would just drive. Like, he like, like, was just nobody to stop him when he went up. Yeah. Same, thing with, yeah. same thing with Trez. Like, there's literally, there's literally nobody to guard Trez. Trez – Kurt Capella was completely neutralizing Trez um, the first time he pl- played them. But now that there's nobody to guard Trez, like literally there's nobody on the team that can guard him now. Mm-hmm. now and you guys play on um, – y'all play a lot of what? Half court ball and y'all not the fastest team in the league, I don't think. Anyway. No. 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 So, yeah, Co- that's, Kawhi, that's Kawhi and PG's biggest strength is getting able to set up in the half court, work you on the block, create for themselves, go to the bucket. So now you take out a guy in the paint who kind of flourishes in those slower type games like the yeah. post of what he was doing, getting ran off by the Warriors when they get their arm um, gunner. So now you exactly. take him out the equation, you just got a bunch of six, 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 seven guys trying to match up with Kawhi's a tank too. So that's not going to work for you. No, and the thing is, like, the Clippers want to play small ball. We want to be able to throw Patrick Beverly, uh, uh Kawhi, more trends out there on the court all at the same time. We want that. And then the Rockets give us a chance to be able to actually do that and not pay the consequences because of size. Uh, yeah. I still say I'm worried about them because refs. Uh, Harden draws a lot of fouls. It's nothing for him yeah, to get Zubak or Kawhi. Well, actually, we don't really need Zubak that series, but is anything for him to get Kawhi or PG in foul trouble every game? Mm-hmm. And Russ was starting to heat up a little bit too. Yes. But the thing is, I realized that even though – even when Russ has great games, the Rockets still lose because they can't do the 
the margins. They lose on the margins because they can't rebound, and that kills yeah. them. So even though Westbrook was balling and like since getting rid of Capella, they weren't necessarily just winning a lot of games. They dropped games mm-hmm. to like the Knicks, the Hornets, also another yeah. bad team before that, before the season ended. Yeah. They were running who, out of steam. You got on uh, who is it? PJ Tucker's that de facto big man. So yeah, like it's 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 an on guy do that all the time. Like they can. That's why you do it in spurts. That's why you don't do it in entire games because it's hard on their yeah. bodies. But I'm I'm worried about the. The Rockets, if the officiating gets crazy, I'm worried about. I'm kind of worried about the Nuggets, but the Nuggets don't have anybody that can guard Kawhi and PG. Mm-hmm. And but they at the same don't have time, no song. second Yoke. score outside of Jokic either. And Jokic, and but Jokic is crazy, man. Like that boy, Zubac struggles. Jokic, not Jokic, but on Zubac struggles to guard him. So I'm worried about that matchup. Because if he gets in foul trouble, that just leaves Trez out there. And Trez can't guard – he can't even guard the plum leak that comes off the bench. So. <laughs> oh, I, I'm man. worried about that. Uh, I won't same, worry about it too much. Like I said, unless, um, unless Michael Porter comes back pretty healthy um, after this long layoff. That's the, that's the boy right there. He don't yeah. be the one in a couple of years if you stay healthy, I think. I, I, I He's not on my team because he couldn't yeah. be in. You're not scared of um, not scared of Jamal Murray doing a whole playoff series. No, no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. You worried about the Jazz though? I they have the the they have the wings, the defensive big wings and angles and a couple of other guys. They can actually like throw at um Kawhi and P and PG and. You know, slow them down some. Not to mention they got a guy in Gobert who can meet them at the rim, even if they get past around those good defenders. Their defense yeah. worries me. Uh, that's what scares me the most. Also, I don't know how Zubak – Zubak did a great job against Gobert both times we played them, though, so that's great. But they, they can present a, a, a real challenge if we line up against them. But I think ultimately we can win that series as well. The only series I, I can't say definitively will win – is uh Lakers possibly the Rockets? Yeah. Lakers say it's gonna be a dog fight for sure though. Yeah, man, it's gonna be hell. And it's gonna come down to which duo better, so that's gonna be fun I'm, to look out for. This team gives me like Clippers are giving me serious anxiety. It wasn't like this in the beginning, <laughs> but now I get I get so nervous like watching them play high profile games. Like it drives me nuts. Like uh also, you like you got to this point where like I just knew the Clippers so well. I'd be watching the game and it'd be like third quarter, I'll turn it off. And my best friend be like, Jerome, you ain't gonna watch the end of the game? I'm like, bro, I know they're gonna lose. I, I can just tell when they heart not <laughs> in it. And then the next morning I wake up, they lost. I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. It's about like it's about like the team stopped being like that after Chris and Blake left. Or I'll be like, they're gonna lose. I turn it off, go to sleep, wake up. I'm like, oh, they actually won. Like, hmm. you know, they started surprising me then. But, like, now, like I said, like, I don't be needing that heartbreak. That fourth quarter, that shit be driving me nuts. When they be doing dumb hey. shit, like. Hey, man. Get uh, used to that after a while. I just look at the East for a second, I'm still, though. I'm still not. I'm really not. <laughs> okay. So, so y'all, okay. So, y'all come out the finals. Say y'all run into us in the um, finals, though. And we, I think we done had the best two games of the season out of everybody, I think. Maybe, oh, Maybe I'm being a little biased, but we done have some fights. Uh, the only – other great game other than the both the Celtics versus Clippers games 
was probably the Rockets versus the Clippers games. Yeah, uh, I feel like the, I feel like the Lakers had one. Also, like the Clippers versus Lakers games, really crazy too. In fact, the Lakers had a very great game against somebody else too. But I don't think I'm drawing a blank. Y'all demolished them, so I ain't gonna count that game. Uh, no. But if we meet y'all in the finals, I ain't gonna stunt. Uh, you saw the the playoff trios. Like, what if we switched to one through sixteen? Oh and yeah, I, like, I hated that thing. <laughs> I've been an advocate. No, see, crazy thing. I've been an advocate for that for the longest. I said, "Oh yeah, one through sixteen. Let's see. Let's see what's gonna look like." <laughs> I looked at the scale, but hold, okay, okay, we got easy, easy, easy. We're gonna beat Wonder Boy. I ain't worried about. It. I ain't worried about um Don't you can and dragging a bender with a sexual assault charge. I ain't worried about them too. <laughs> but then I looked at the the team we play next. I'm like, okay, we might have to play the Sixers, and B might get us all the way up out of here. In all honesty, I'm kind of scared about that. And then I saw the Celtics. I was like, uh, I don't really want to play the Celtics either because the Celtics really feel like the Clippers of the uh, of the East. It's like looking and, at them very like a, like a slightly younger version of y'all boys. Yeah, like it was, it was so jarring like watching <laughs> that first game because I'm like, I'm seeing Mark Smart die for uh, rebounds. I'm seeing Patrick Beverly die for rebounds. And like, I see them barking at each other. I see um, – Take, I see the dark skin, light skin brothers on one end, guard the dark skin, <laughs> light skin brothers on the other end. Uh, going, you know, look at each other. I see the underrated big white bar, I mean, big white center for the Celtics <laughs> and the Clippers, who people, who people don't think are good, but actually are very, very great in their role. Key players for both teams, too. Them, yeah, like I see both of them like making, you know, plays in this in those games and i'm like wow like it's like playing ourselves and that's kind of scary because i don't know who i can't say every time we played y'all i could never say like oh we're gonna win this game because yeah. i don't know it could be playing ourselves same here like, i you know <laughs> that first day i think we had that lead on y'all early i was sure i was actually believe it and then we just blew it down the stretch and y'all more y'all more experienced and veteran team so that was that was a little yeah. natural Exactly, but and then we get to uh, but the only thing like the only thing we have that y'all don't have is like a Trez and a Lou off the bench. Yeah, but, but like I said, I'd be better coach, so that kind of neutralizes that fact because y'all yeah. were abusing Trez and Lou when they were ever they were on the court. Yeah, but, but that second game, um, we meet y'all Trez was cooking our young boy though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had Grant on him for like the whole, most of the fourth quarter OT and Trez was just, he was guarding Trez like so tight. I was like, why are you that, why are you this close to him? You can't shoot. <laughs> so Trez was just like turned around and driving straight to the pit. I'm like, Grant, you you grinding, bro, but you're killing me at the same time. <laughs> Trez, Trez, he quick to give them points back. So, he, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And then y'all brought the best out of Tatum both games. I think his second game when your shots the best game of his career. He was Man. Finally, finally carrying on offense, start barking a little on the end of the game, flexing oh, on guys, digging up at the same time too, taking on the challenge of guarding Kawhi, both OTs. I was like, whoa. Oh, I ain't never seen a boy act like that. I was like, who is this man? This is this guy, man. I was, I was losing my damn mind. I'm like, please, miss. Please, just once. <laughs> like, I was, that was me that whole game. Like, please, just miss this just once. 
Oh man, I was I was I was upset. <laughs> I wanted to win that game bad, but I was like, okay. I think myself like the Celtics are a very good team. I'm not too mad about it. Um, losing to them, but like we had a series against y'all, which I could see. I don't think it's out of realm of possibility after watching y'all yeah. in the past, right before the season ended. I was like, I saw the potential of the Celtics possibly coming out of the East. Uh, I like y'all better than the Raptors. I like mm-hmm. y'all uh, better than the Heat. I like y'all definitely. The Sixers are just such a flawed team, even though <laughs> they should be the better team. I they can see should be them. the better team, but they don't. They don't mesh right. And Brett Brown, he on his way out. So, no, he don't do right. That's serious. So I ain't gonna worry about him. My my prediction for the East is it'll be a Celtics Bucks Eastern Conference Final, barring uh, Boone Holzer brain just. Short circuiting again. Again, <laughs> I I got the books coming out. Yeah, I got I'm, the books I'm coming out of the East. But if the Celtics got there, or the Celtics got there, and it was versus the Clippers, it'd be a very, very, very fun series. Like very close game, Mar- highly competitive. Margin of victory, five, six points every game, both teams. Exactly. I I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. The only other finals matchup I'd like to see more than that would probably be. Uh, Lakers, Bucks, yeah. Because yeah, I can like, say AD. Yeah, that's what that's what I want. Because it's prime if it's time. uh if it's because the Rockets make it, I don't think there's anybody in the West I would want to watch the Rockets play. I mean, I was, yeah. if the Rockets make it, I don't think there's anybody in the East I would want to actually see the Rockets play against. Because the because all of the Bucks going to do is let them let them take every three they want to take, and that's going to be Pretty just much. bad. It's going to be Bucks bad. Butts and Rockets would be funny because neither one of those coaches ever make any type of adjustments along the series goes on. So it just it'd be both of them just doing the same stuff every game. It'd be the it'd, it'd just be like the it'd be the Bucks doing their typical defense where they let teams just shoot threes as much as they want to, and it'll just be the Rockets with their typical offense. Shoot so I'm threes. just going <laughs> yes. It, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. I don't <laughs> want to watch that. Snooze first. And I feel like you know, like watching the Rockets versus y'all would be like watching us versus the Rockets. So it wouldn't be <laughs> nothing, nothing I really want to actually see. No, I feel you on that one. Oh, you know, I've seen you talking about, you know, Lakers versus Celtics finals. I think that'd be cool, though. That'd be I don't, cool. I don't, li- I don't like it because I would favor the Lakers in that situation. And I won't, but if the Lakers go, if the Lakers make a finals, I want somebody I feel like could actually beat them, like really beat them. I really do. Think the Bucks could do that? Yeah, my thing. I just don't think the Lakers got more than a lot of teams. But like I said, you ain't got Brian AD. It don't really matter, but so much. But when I look at us against, I think we won the teams who actually we don't have the top two. Like their peak talent is better, but everywhere else across the board, I think we went after that though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you just oh, yeah. name the talent, and then like it's a large gap between Jalen Tatum, Kemba. Hayward, and then their next few players who will be on the list. Oh yeah, because but like, and that's why y'all got the better of them in that second game. You absolutely destroyed. Them. Also, y'all got a better coach. That's also yeah, that's, that's that's under uh, underrated aspect of um of any playoff series is having a yeah. better and coach then the, take you a long way. And then the game they beat us in LA, we was down Kemba and only lost by three points, one possession game. It wasn't a lot. And that one has so many, like, shady and bad calls and, like, calling Jalen out of bounds when he was a whole foot in bounds. It took away a goal 10 in, like, the first and second quarter because LeBron and Dwight was complaining a lot. 
even though it was like an obvious goal ten. So mm-hmm. I just know that uh, I kind of I was kind of down on the Lakers for the reasons that you're stating. But despite that, they've made themselves be the number one seed in the West. So yeah. I got to give them the benefit. Of, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. I, I can understand. And, I'm, and just because Laker fans have been on my head all season, <laughs> like, I thought you said this. I'm like, you know, I did say that. So I, I own them too. I was wrong. And now I'm going to wait for them to see if they'll prove me wrong in the playoffs. We don't see. But, you know, Brown and AD playing 40 minutes a game if need be. So. Exactly, both of those, yeah. both of them boys, gonna be on the court every second of the games. I mean, at they least one of them gonna be on the court every second of the game. They gonna have to be, you know, honestly. But even if they do that, it's gonna force other teams to play their best players a lot because they're not, gonna, they're not gonna be able. To, if Braun and AD on the court the entire game, you can't have Lou out there like Lou Will out there long. But I don't mm-hmm. know if Doc Rivers knows that. I don't know if Doc Rivers knows that. I'm pretty sure he don't. <laughs> I would hope he knows. He don't learn if he don't know about now. He's, about when we got, when we're at the house, yeah, it's like how we are running them to the finals. They got AD forty minutes a game. We can't ever put chance on the floor. No, no. absolutely not. No but chance. Brad, of, no Brad. Brad extended minutes. But Brad Stevens is smart enough to recognize that, or yeah. at least see it not work for one game. Like, all right, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Brad going to give you, like, maybe one experimental stretch of the game. So, like, he might put Tanter in there just to kind of burn some minutes or so if we got to leave. But if he knows it's just no way it can be his game, he would not see the floor the rest of the game, so which, is, which I appreciate. Doc. Yeah, Doc, Doc is stubborn. I don't, don't, let's, let's go on to the next topic. Like, it's <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to rant about Doc right now. I'm, I'm in a good space right now. Oh, man. All right, y'all, but to end every pile, I do a top five segment where I pick three top five specific to the guests I have on. Okay. So, here's your top five. First thing, the generic basketball question. Give me your top five current players in the league. Your favorites. Favorite players? Top five so, current So, top five current favorite players, players I enjoy watching the most. Definitely Kawhi, PG, uh, first and foremost. Uh, dang, probably in B, you know, I'm a Kansas fan. Yeah. yeah I'm also you know, a big man fan. Love and B to death. Wish he was better than what he's been giving us. He don't get so, there, though. Nah, yeah, I, I hope so. He's at least being, he's at least being a lot more, his health is a lot more consistent than it was yeah. in the beginning. So he's starting to make me believe that he can actually, you know. When he healthy. get there, when he get there, like, mentally, he don't get there. Take two times of a guy not to reach that level, I think. So let's see. It's probably it's those three. Uh I'll probably say joke. I watch a lot of joke it. That's four. Joker. And five. Uh probably might it might be Giannis at this point. I watch a lot of Giannis too right now. So it's probably like my five favorite players currently. I ain't mad at us five great players. All right, next top five. Big hip-hop guy, big Kendrick Lamar guy. I know you go to bat for him. Any chance you get? Let's see. Give me top, top five. Give top five K-Dot songs. Top five K-Dot songs. Man, that's hard. Sing about me down to third is easy. Off the top. Off the muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, dang it. I'm trying, to remember, I'm trying to remember the name of the song. I think it's His Pain. Or her pain. I, um, I think it's a, I think the song, song Section Eighty, right? 
Okay, that's not that's not a song I'm thinking about then. There's a song with him and BJ the Chicago Kid, but I'm struggling to remember the name of it. It's her hit something, but I can't remember what it was. I want to say that it song, is. It's a her pain. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, I think, I think so. I can't remember, but that's like one of my favorite all-time Kendrick Lamar songs. Uh, those two, uh, I'm going to go... I'm gonna have to pick a song off of um, "To Be Butterfly." What's I'll probably say? Um, you ain't got a lie. I think that's an amazing song. Uh, that's three songs. Damn! I, if there's a song I could pick off, damn, I'd probably say "Feel." So you were just talking that shit. That's for like one. the that's, entire that's track. That's a burner right there. And then to round out the list. Mm, that's tough. That's a list. I'm I'm gonna go back to to Pimp Butterfly. I think I'm going to take Mama. Mama. That's that's my top. That's my top five. So that's a hard five right there. I just see distress in you trying to come. For pain, feel. Hey, it's you know it's like when you. I'm I'm not. I really don't subscribe to being a stand. But if the closest I am to being a stand is probably a stand of the, of the Clippers. And of Kendrick Lamar, so it's hard to differentiate between my favorite songs with him. And like right now, if you ask me who are my top five favorite Clippers, it's hard. It's just yeah. hard <laughs> to pick that. Well, to say to rank them, it'd be hard. To pick, say who they are, it probably wouldn't be as hard. Yeah, but that's my top five songs. Top five, shit, nice. Uh, stay on hip hop. Give me your top five rappers of the last that de- last decade, the twenty tens, the twenty tens. Top five based off quality of music and skill of rapping. No sales. No sales. We ain't talking about sales. We talking about skill, quality talking about of skill. rapping. Ooh, man. You, you going to you you make, make somebody. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. You got to put K-Dot up there. For sure. Sure. Oh, this is like something I haven't actually thought about all that much. Who's been the best in terms of skill and quality? I feel like you got to put. I, I feel like I've been harping about Freddie Gibbs. I hope I don't make a mistake. Think I'm riding the, um, the cane train. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't feel like I'm doing that, but I feel like he put out three amazing hip hop albums in that decade: and Pinata, and uh, Betty, and then um, Bandana. So I want to say um, Freddie. Um, oh, quality of albums, albums I really respect. I I don't. I feel like I gotta say Drake, but I did not like a good portion of the albums he put out in the <laughs> second half of the 2010. So that's what's keeping me from saying him. You ain't. I'll go. Look, you, can, look, you can leave Drake off, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Drake. Kind of fun with that the last few years of the decade. And I'm a huge Drake fan too, so there's no hate coming from you saying that. Man, I'm trying to think. Like, there's a lot of guys who I thought were like who had great three year, four year stretches in terms of quality and rapping, but then like it's just the rest of the twin tens. I can't uh I can't say it in good conscience. Like, you know, I feel like Cole was like one of the bigger artists of the last decade, but I can't say he was like top five because I I thought like some of his latter albums weren't all that either. So right now the only ones that feel comfortable saying is Kendrick and Freddie. You got get you got get three moto man. I can't let you off the hook like that. Can't let you off the hook like that. Uh, not Hove, not Kanye. 
Mm, Neither um, one of those two. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Do, they didn't uh, meet the mark for a decade. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Future. Future isn't the most like technical rapper. He is yeah. the best rapper, but he he put out quality projects year after year after year after year after year after year, and I have to respect that. Yeah, I respect that. Got you on song. I'm gonna say Big Crit. Uh, he is a really oh, yeah. good rapper and who is pretty consistent as well in terms of making projects. He's um he's wasting no time between 2011 2020. Oh. I think Drake is Drake Fence like Drake is a better rapper than both those two guys. I just say it when he's at his peak. When when and, he when he chooses I, the rap. Yeah, when he chooses to rap, like he can I, I feel like on a song, put future on a song. Which he don't ever choose to actually rap when he on the song with Future, but if you got Future yeah. on the song and or Big Crit on the song with Drake, I feel like Drake had a better verse if he actually wanted to have a better verse. But he just don't do that. But with the, yeah. regardless, I think those two have actually had better projects across the um, 2010s. So Kendrick, Freddie, Future, I said uh, Crit. Crit. Well, um, let me see. Ooh, man, you know I just put Drake. I put Drake. There. We go. I ain't mad at There, I did it. I said it. Because <laughs> in actuality, like, I'll be hard on Drake. He rap, when he talks his talk, like, there's not many rappers I think can, like, have a better verse than him on a yeah. track. And when I, Drake want to show up, so I'm going to show Drake. up. I ain't mad at But all right, brother, I appreciate you for coming on and kicking it off. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. I remember, right. I think you started your podcast uh, around the same time I started Papa the Man years ago. Yeah, and but that, yeah. I'll listen to you, boys. And I was excited. And I said, "Oh, this is dope!" Like, that was the first. That was the first attempt I did. But we, we know that we had like scheduling issues, so we were never trying to get that one together. But then I hit Derek up. He let me come on his platform and do this. So hey, so salute him, yeah. allowing dope. us to kick it like this. Oh, for sure. Because like I said, you're a very knowledgeable basketball fan. It's always fun talking about pe- talking to people who know basketball. Salute. So, I appreciate you, you guys having me on. Definitely. And you tell the rest of your boys about your popular man. They want to come to catch it. Tell them they more than welcome to. I'll make sure I tell them that, man. I'll, I'll send them your way. Man, appreciate you, brother. Oh, yeah.